In a recent interview with Clipper Media, or some of Clipper Media, Lawrence Frank revealed some big-time things about this upcoming season, including the health of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, a statement about load management that I took some offense to as a fan, and the latest on the Clipper roster, Jason Preston being waived. That's all coming up on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Viziri, born and raised in L.A. and going into my 19th season as a Clipper fan this fall. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. Clipper, L.A. sports and NBA history content and NBA content and locked on Clippers free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, or I want you to let me know what you think of the Lawrence Frank comments that I'm about to tell you that he made in a recent little sit down with some Clipper media members. And I thought there were some really interesting things that he said, including the future of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the Clippers. He was asked a question about them being extended. So I'm going to talk about that. Something he said about their health and of course their approach to the season And one thing he said that I wasn't a huge fan of that I wanted to talk about, and of course the recent news, Jason Preston being waived. Going to be talking about that in this episode. If you have not checked out the recent episode of me talking about the Clippers signing Joshua Primo to their final 10-day, I'm sorry, not 10-day contract, two-way contract spot, please check that one out. It was not an easy episode to make, but I tried my best to report the facts and try to be as optimistic as I could in terms of his signing with the team. But let's get into it. So the first thing I realized from the Lawrence Frank sit down, and if you're wondering why aren't you doing an episode on Drew Holiday and the fact that the Clippers did not get him, don't worry. That episode will be coming on Wednesday. Tuesday's episode will be exclusively on Media Day because Media Day is on Monday. So looking forward to seeing what the Clippers have to say, what the coaching staff has to say. On media day, we'd see what kind of quotes we get. But from Lawrence Frank, we got some stuff last week, and I figured it was worth talking about. And one of them was that he said, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are fully healthy. And hearing that from Lawrence Frank is absolutely amazing. That is everything you want to hear as a Clipper fan. Now, just because they're healthy now doesn't mean they will remain healthy. But as fans, when they're healthy, we got to take advantage of it. Take a step back and say, God, this is what we all hope for. Fingers crossed that they have some good luck. Because if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George start out the season together and there's no real minutes restriction for Kawhi, I'm assuming there's going to be a little minutes restriction in the beginning due to the fact that he is coming off a torn meniscus. But that being said, is there a minutes restriction for Paul George being that he came off a very serious knee injury? I don't know. I get the sense that Kawhi is always the one that's, you know, taken care of more from a precautionary standpoint, and Paul George is kind of treated like anyone else. So we'll see. Now, if they're both off minutes restrictions by opening night, then we are in real position 
to start the season like a team that actually has championship aspirations. And that means go like 7-3 and three in our first 10 games. If we do that, I think that's going to really quiet down the trade noise in terms of Harden. And it's going to just show that maybe this roster is as good as the Clippers front office kind of thinks they are and has a lot of fans, including myself, thinks we can be fully healthy. Now, there are a couple of things that are really making fans apprehensive about this current roster as constructed. And one of the main things I keep hearing is that Marcus Morris is still going to start. Marcus Morris is still going to be the power forward and that Ty Lue is still going to play him. And if that's the case, then the Clippers don't deserve to do anything this season because their coach is not doing what is necessary in order for the team to win. And that is not me being harsh. Even if Marcus Morris starts and gets off to a good start like he did last season, I have a very hard time believing that a year later, after another year of wear and tear, his body is going to be able to hold up for the long haul. I don't think so. You don't get any younger. And I'm not willing to just sit here game after game like last season and try when we have better options. Now, funny enough, I was watching some of my content from last season on Dime Dropper channel, my vlogs, and I remember seeing games, the rare occasions that Robert Covington was actually in the game. And almost every time he was in, I was saying how much better we looked, how much having him and Nico and Kawhi out there together was effective size-wise defensively, the amount of ground we could cover. Obviously, he's better at attacking closeouts than Marcus Morris. And yeah, he's not a better shooter, but his three-point shooting is not bad by any stretch. It just made me realize, like, God, I hope he gets playing time this year. And Lawrence Frank did answer a question about that. And he was saying that the belief as of now is that Marcus Morris, Nico Batum, and Robert Covington are all going to be competing for spots. Now, he didn't fully clarify if that meant the fifth and final starting spot outside of Zoo, Russ, PG, and Kawhi. But if that's the case and they're dead set on playing one of those three in the starting lineup, the only one that really satisfies me at this point is Rocco. Because Morris is clearly not good enough to be starting. I don't think he should be getting rotation minutes, as I've expressed several times. Nico Batum, apparently, according to Law Murray of The Athletic, has said he doesn't want to get big time minutes like that he wants a more reduced role at about 15 to 20 minutes a game now if that's 20 to 25 minutes a game that's probably what i think the ballpark should be from nico considering what we need from him but robert covington is the youngest of the three he's the one that got no time last season and was not satisfied with it for obvious reasons he should be the one playing if we're gonna have to pick one of those three now you already know what i think about the starting power forward spot I think it should be Terrence Mann. I think he shouldn't really start at power forward. He just started shooting guard, and then Kawhi is really playing the power forward. He and Paul George are playing the forwards because, in my opinion, this designation of power forward, it doesn't really exist the same way it used to. Yes, you have a bigger forward, but a lot of these players that are playing the four are just guys that used to be small forwards, and it's a downsized league. Kawhi Leonard, with his strength, with his size, and his rebounding ability, I think is more than capable of playing in that spot. Now, there's been rumors, no official stuff from the actual team or its beat writers or media, that Kawhi Leonard is very resistant on playing the power forward spot. If he is, he is completely holding this team back. Because I think it would actually help his game. He's closer to the basket to rotate for blocks, which he's fantastic at. Doesn't have to chase perimeter players as much around the perimeter. So when people are saying he's going to get injured more, 
I don't think it's going to be too brutal on his knees. There is not that much boxing out per game in today's NBA. I hope you guys are watching the same thing I'm watching. This is not the 2000s or the 90s or the 80s or the 70s. This is not the too big era. You play with one big man nowadays, and oftentimes they're not even boxing out for offensive rebounds. They're going to get back on defense because in today's game, with all the shooting out there, they really like to get back on defense to prevent the fast break. That is just the way the modern strategy is. Now, Kawhi Leonard a lot of times will be having uncontested rebounds. And even if a guy tries to put his hand in the vicinity of the ball or whatever, when Kawhi Leonard's hand is in the vicinity of the ball, 99% of the time, he's the one that comes up with it. Boardman gets paid. He has fantastic hands. And I think having Kawhi Leonard at that four spot to start games will not only give us more offensive versatility, but having Terrence, Paul, George, Kawhi, and Russ out there gives us a lot of athleticism and four very solid defenders. The biggest question mark of that four is Westbrook and what kind of mood he's in defensively. If he's anywhere near in the mood that he was in in really big games last year, like against the Lakers, against the Warriors the second time, or in any of the playoff games, then we are going to be set. But the main takeaway from this part of the interview that I got was that Lawrence Frank said Kawhi and Paul George are fully healthy and ready for training camp. And that is an amazing sign. That is better than what we heard last summer. And I'm really hoping that Kawhi has no setbacks like last summer where he missed 19 of the first 24 games. And if he actually plays like 18 of those first 24, watch out because the Clippers could be coming a lot stronger than you'd think to start the season. But coming up, a thing that Lawrence Frank said that I really wanted to address and a little bit more on whether Kawhi or Paul and Paul George are going to be extended or not. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about game time. Have you ever been in a situation where you're thinking about going to the game, but you really don't know if you can go with certain people and you just want to wait till last minute to see what kind of deal you may be able to get? Well, game time is the best place and the fastest way to buy tickets for all sports near you. And it has killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can see the view from the seat that you're trying to buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive so you're not blindsided by a bad seat that you just got randomly. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right. So let's talk about something else that was said. And I didn't really appreciate it that much if we're being real. But Lawrence Frank in the interview goes, interview if you want to call it that, He goes, the players are not just sitting to sit. There is no load management. If they're hurt, they're hurt. Please, my friend. If that was the case, then Kawhi Leonard should be playing back-to-backs. If if, if it's only when they're hurt that they miss games, Kawhi Leonard should be playing back-to-backs. But he's not. You know why? Because when we got Kawhi Leonard, it was very clear that he was on a program that was coined for him coined not he was the one that started it the program was coined 
as load management, which meant that because he has a degenerative quad and his knees are messed up, that he's not going to play every back-to-back. That is what they did in Toronto. They won the championship. So his first season coming off a, you know, he did have a little injury at the end of the Toronto Raptors championship run. But he was healthy to start the season in 2020 and was awesome to start the season. He was amazing all regular season long, but he was load managing because that is what we knew we got him with the condition of. So to sit here to the fans and say every time he doesn't play because he's actually hurt, that is not true. And I had somebody comment on Twitter against me about the semantics of injury management versus load management. Yes, injury management is when you have an in, you're just coming off an injury and they don't want to play you back-to-backs because they want to kind of treat that injury that you just came off of. Load management is just our star. We don't want him to overwork himself. Whatever it is, it is still a form of management that did not exist in the in the past NBA. When I say the past NBA, I'm not talking about the 90s or the 80s. I'm talking about 10 years ago, 7 years ago. That's how far I'm going. This did not exist. This resting games in the first half of the season, the only resting I knew about was when you clinched a playoff spot. That's it. Lawrence Frank, I really like him. Don't lie to the fans and say that you only sit players when they're actually injured. We're not stupid. And I'm not going to sit here. I haven't, again, I am not a media member. I'm not at media day. I haven't applied for credentials because I still want to be able to say what I feel on this show. And the fact of the matter is I am still a fan and I don't want you to lie. The one thing about the front office and the, and the organization this year is I think the fans deserve some transparency. I know this was a huge topic of discussion last year amongst the fans. Some saying, why do the fans deserve to know about players' injury reports and all that? It's not about that. You are a player that plays for our team. And when I say our team, we are the fans that are going to be here past Bomber, past Kawhi, past anyone. We were there before Bomber. We were there before Kawhi. We love this team unconditionally. We want to know who's playing when we buy tickets. We want to know who's playing before we invest our couple of hours into this game. Because here's the thing. Yes, as fans, we are supposed to support the team no matter who's in the jersey. I am of that belief as well. But when you are resting 10 different players against the Cleveland Cavaliers, basically saying that we're okay with losing, why can't a Clipper fan spend that time, instead of watching the game, maybe helping his kid with his homework? Or taking his family out to dinner or something. It's much better usage of their time when you're not trying to win. And there were a lot of games. And by the way, Lawrence Frank even said in the interview, and I liked his answer here. But he said that me and Ty were talking about having that same kind of effort night to night that we had in 2022. Even though we had everybody injured. In 2022, we only lost two more games than last season. And last season, we had Kawhi for 52 and Paul George for 56. The difference was the night-to-night effort. How many times last season did I do podcasts on this show and I said we waved the white flag? Jason Preston was in. And that's not a segue to Jason Preston getting waved yet. But when Jason Preston was in, that was a sign that the game was pretty much in the refrigerator, as Chick Hearn used to say. We were done. And there were too many of those games. Very rarely any games that we blew the other team out. The one I can think of off the top of my head is against Charlotte at home against at the Staples Center. But there were so many games I could think of that we got absolutely destroyed. At Denver, at Minnesota, at Cleveland, at Utah one time. There were 
so many at Golden State when we first got Russ. There were just a lot of games this season, and I could probably name more if I thought about it hard enough, that we just didn't even compete. Didn't even compete. And that's the one thing that it seems like Lawrence Frank is emphasizing when it comes to seriousness as well. We got to go out there and compete. We got to build the callus. He said those exact words. We got to build the callus, you know, that it requires, that a playoff run requires. You can't just skip steps and show up in the playoffs and think if you're healthy, you're going to get it done. And plus, we didn't even end up healthy. So that strategy was lame. Here's what I think. Kawhi Leonard is going to be sitting back to backs, and I'm fine with that because I know we signed up for that. But as I've said repeatedly, the other games, I don't care if it's five games and nine nights or something like that, or five and seven, or I don't know what it is, three and four. If it's not a back-to-back, Kawhi and Paul should be playing, both of them. As far as back-to-backs, I don't think Paul George has any restriction, so he should be playing. But they should both be playing the other games, unless they're actually injured. And I have, when I say transparency, the Clipper organization should tell the fans if there is an injury. They should not list their players as day-to-day because all that does is make us feel like there's a choice, that 50-50 shot they can play, and then they're not playing. And it's not even about our own fans. It's about the league-wide narrative that the media will spread that Kawhi is just willingly missing games all the time. If he's actually injured, say he had a little setback. Say he has an ankle sprain. Say he has a knee sprain. That makes him look less soft. Injuries happen. We have to treat them. When you say day-to-day after like, you know, we don't even see him get injured. And that's the weird part about Kawhi is a lot of times we don't even see him get injured in the game. Like it happens so subtly and then we find out later and then we find out what the actual diagnosis is weeks later. I just don't think it's okay. There was a huge stretch last season where we didn't know Kawhi and Paul's real status game to game. It was just day to day. And I remember that one game against Sacramento in December, or was it November? This is when it was the rock bottom for the Clippers last season where the stadium was filled with Kings fans because the Clipper fans were getting disinterested. They're like, are are these guys going to suit up eventually? Because we're not paying more money this season to see the exact same team we saw last season. So, And they had every right to do that. So again, I understand a lot of fans are going to feel like we don't deserve to know these things. But why don't you just treat your fans a little respect? Because we are the second fan, you know, the second team in LA. We are, the Clippers have always been known to be good to their fans. The affordable ticket prices, decent deals, fan events, uh, meeting players, all these kind of things the Clippers have been so good with their fans about. Now the fan section, which I haven't talked about yet on this show really, but I will soon. Um, great deals for the fans. At the very least, we should have transparency on our team. That's my opinion, though. A lot of people might disagree. So when I say don't lie, please, don't act like we're fools. You're not going to be able to fool us this season. We, A lot of Clipper fans have low expectations for obvious reasons. We just want to see you compete. And when they're healthy, we want to see you playing. This thing about, except for Kawhi's back-to-back thing, I'm okay with it. But don't sit here and say that you never load manage and that they only miss games when they're injured. If that was the case, Kawhi should play back-to-backs. Why doesn't he? Because we knew what we signed up for. Stop lying to the fans, please. We are not stupid. Coming up, though, Jason Preston being waived. Unfortunate. Also going to be talking about what Lawrence Frank said when he was asked about Kawhi and PG potentially being extended. Big news. Going to talk about that coming up. All right, so the breaking news on Sunday was that Jason Preston was officially waived. Now, 
when we heard about Joshua Primo signing with the Clippers, I knew, and I said it on the last show, that felt like the end for Jason Preston. It's unfortunate the man out of Ohio spent two years with the Clippers, but really one season because he was injured his entire first season. I don't necessarily know how much better he was before the injury, if he was any better, but in his time, I thought he was a fantastic passer, good rebounder, a decent shooter that we didn't get to see shoot enough, but a guy who ultimately lacked burst and lacked the ability to consistently turn the corner or beat defenders off the dribble to make defenses collapse and create and use that great passing ability of his. That being said, there have been point guards in the league in NBA history that have not been the quickest, not been the most athletic, and he has strength. You know, he's a big guy, stocky guy, and he plays at a very solid like pace of his. You know, he controls his pace nicely. I think he has a decent floater in the lane, but he did not get the necessary reps to really show that. I have always been out there saying that I think Jason Preston has a chance to be a backup point guard somewhere in the league. At this point, probably has to be on a team that does not have serious aspirations to do things in the playoffs at this point to get a chance. I hope he does get that chance with another team, but it is unfortunate that he is not going to be part of the Clippers' plans in the future. And the Clippers went with you know, Xavier Moon and Broderick Thomas on the E10 training camp deals, and they have Musa, Josh Primo, and Jordan Miller on the two ways. Kobe Brown is on the team. Brandon Boston is on the team. Bones Highland, obviously, on the team. And that's it for the young core. Terrence Mann on the older side now. Jason Preston, I really wish him the best wherever he goes and plays because, um, yeah, I always wanted the best for him. I thought maybe he would be using the Intuit Dome era of Clipper basketball, but apparently not. So now the Clippers are at 21 roster spots, which is going to have to still be cut to 18. Now, when Lawrence Frank was asked about Kawhi and Paul being extended, I like the way he answered the question. And what I mean by that is he basically did not answer the question. He said, we've had ongoing discussions about how we want the future to look. And we hope they can stay Clippers for a long time. But he did say, we have no doubt that when healthy, we're a contender. But it's really about having that look to be there healthy. Translation, no, we're not going to extend them until they can prove they can stay healthy this year. And if they don't, we should think about moving on. That's what I got out of it. And that's exactly what I want to hear. Because there's no reason why we should pledge our souls to these guys even more when they haven't proven they could stay healthy. It's not personal. I want them to stay healthy. I want nothing more than Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to be healthy for a full playoff run with Ty Lue as their coach. I want nothing more than that. But I just don't have much confidence that they can, mainly Kawhi, because he didn't even play 10 consecutive games last year without injury. Or when I say without injury, I should say without... 10 straight games, period, you know, because he has load management. He has this. Let me tell you something. There's no load management in the playoffs, and there are no back-to-backs in the playoffs, but he still got hurt, and he still missed a couple of games last season that were not back-to-backs. So I'm not going to sit here and say I have all the confidence that just because there are no back-to-backs, he's going to last a full playoff run. I want him to, but clearly the organization feels a similar way that I do. And they did not. he did not answer the question by saying yes or no, we're extending them, or we're not talking about it. He says, we've had ongoing discussions, and from the sounds of things, it sounds like you guys got to prove you can stay healthy, and then we'll talk extension. Because here's the thing, if Kawhi and Paul are healthy for a playoff run, that could be another Western Conference Finals appearance, in which case, we're all going to be like, yeah, run it back. But it'll be interesting to see what the team lacks. When you get eliminated, you see what your flaws are. That's the one thing about this Clipper team that's so intriguing is that we really don't know fully healthy what our flaws really are. 
because Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have not really been able to string enough games together where you are seeing the product that you're envisioning. You know, if Kawhi and Paul play together, Ty Lue does not play Marcus Morris. He plays Terrence Mann more. You have Westbrook from the start of the season. You have Plumlee from the start of the season with Bones Highland off the bench as well for some youth. This could be a really solid team. Like, the Lakers are have such high expectations this season. Why are they so much better than us? You know why they were better than us? Because they could stay healthy last year in the playoffs. That's the only difference. I think the Lakers are a good team. But we beat them every time. Every time. Now, I know matchups don't always mean you're a better team. A team can have someone's number and then still not be better in the mat to the masses. But we had a better record than them for the last three years. We are not any worse than the Lakers to me. We're just never healthy. But we have a good team. We have Kawhi. He's amazing when he's healthy. So that's the whole thing. If we see them healthy and we lose, at least then we can see where our flaws are. We don't even know what our real flaws are. Okay, our supporting cast is a little bit on the older side. That's how we got KJ Martin. That's how we should play Terrence Mann more. That's how we should play Bones Highland more. That's how we should consider giving Amir Coffey and Brandon Boston more of a chance. Or Kobe Brown. We have a squad. I've seen a lot of comments recently about how we don't have a squad. Two reasons why people say that. One, they don't trust Westbrook. And two, they're so scared of Ty Lue playing Morris a lot. And that's a real concern that fans are so concerned about Morris playing so much that they're like, let's just trade for Harden just so we can get Morris off the roster. My God, if that's what it's come to, we got to ask some serious questions about Ty Lue. But on the next episode of Locked On Clippers, I'm going to be talking about all things Media Day. And by the way, since I am recording this very, very early on a Monday, I will say that James Harden did not report to Media Day for Philadelphia in the hopes that he will still become a Clipper. So we'll stay tuned on that front. But that's it for this episode. Let me know what you thought. Clipper Media Day coming up. And then I'm going to give you on Wednesday three reasons why we are better off having not gotten Drew Holiday. Three reasons, even though I still wanted him, and it would have been amazing to have him, but there are still some reasons why we're okay. And I'm going to be telling you those on Wednesday, but on Tuesday we're going to be talking media day. You know where to find me, at Pod, Twitter, Instagram, for all things LA Clippers and NBA. And, of course, subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to YouTube, hit the notification bell so you know every single time we post a video on the road to 4,000 subscribers this season, Clipper Nation. Let me know what you think of Lawrence Frank's comments in the comment section or anything Clipper-related. The age-old proverb continues, Go Clippers!